Welcome to Legends of Grayskull, the Masters of the Universe podcast that dives deep into the lore of Eternia, Etheria, and more. Join your hosts, Matthew Dooch and Sean Scavarna, as they discuss the most powerful stories the universe has to offer. News, remasterings, and more are just ahead on Legends of Grayskull. of Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Etheria, Nordor, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Ladybird, UK Annuals, Comics, Mini-Comics, and so much more. I'm Matthew Duch, here again with Sean Skavarna and He-Man. How are we doing today, boys? He has the power! I couldn't resist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing all right over here. We finally, uh, yesterday had a little something, a little something for, uh, the Masters of the Universe Revelation cartoon. So, and we have not talked about this. It, we, we had no. little tiny sprinkles of conversation, but nothing too in depth. So this ought to be no, fun. That's why we jumped on here. We wanted to get it with you guys and, uh. And talk about it, so it's it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are we talking about here, Sean? What did we find out? Well, there was how many guesses between character designs, you know, mostly character designs, and then you threw out there at the eleventh well, hour. Well, back, backtrack because we didn't even say what what originally started everything. I don't I don't think we ever did. All right. Um, so Kevin Smith posted last week that, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 that, uh, something powerful. Well, actually last week he posted that something powerful. He wanted to post something the week before, but he couldn't. So last week he said by the end of the week, uh, something would be coming. And then Mm -hmm. Friday or so Friday or Saturday, Saturday, because it was when we were doing the live episode. He posted that something mm-hmm. powerful was coming Monday at 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. So, Pacific, all right, now yeah. go ahead, Sean. So everyone's caught up. So, yeah, there was, uh, okay, are we going to finally see character designs? Are we going to see, you know, maybe even like a hint of animation? And uh, when we were throwing out what it's going to be, Matt even was like, well, maybe we're going to get a hint at these uh, prequel comics mm-hmm. that are supposed to be lead-ins to this new series and Which everything. have to be coming and soon! It, <laughs> exactly. And and at this point, anything's on the table. I mean, heck, it, it blew up the day that they just released a cast list. Right. And I was excited that day because it was something to go, hey, it's one step of we're moving towards this final product exactly. and all this. So... Uh, what it ended up being, which I think hit everybody by surprise, is uh, he actually uh, told us who the composer of Masters of the Universe Revelation will be, which is Bear McCreary, who he does uh, – he did uh, composing for the, – the one that I can right off the top of my head here when I hear that name is uh, The Walking Dead. Yep. Um, Battlestar Galactica as well, and he did the most recent Godzilla movie, the King of the Monsters movie, which I actually just saw this weekend. Not too bad of a flick. I have not seen that. Um, Um, A couple other things real quick that he did. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., 
and Outlander. Shield, yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So he's he's the guy to go to. He's one of he's like an up and coming guy that you go to now. He's right. he's getting a name. Uh, I, I'd say um, it, like. The, the name most people would go to if they think of newer composers, Hans Zimmer, Michael Giacchino, I think is his name, who did Lost and some of the Star Trek stuff. And now Bear McCreary is kind of that next level guy who's coming up in the industry. And I've so, never uh, heard of him before yesterday. I've heard his work. Oh, really? But I never heard that okay. name. I would have remembered that name. That's uh... <laughs> Well, every time I saw Walking Dead, I'm like, the dude that did the music's name is Bear. Yeah. That's it, it's it. That's memorable enough for me because you don't name people that too often, you know. So that's it. It's always stuck in my craw, as it were. Yeah, no, that that is his name. Apparently, I was just I was just looking at yeah. Wikipedia because they'll usually put if you you know born blah 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 when it's you know a stage name. Um, yeah, and he's actually only a year younger than me, which now is humbling because I'm starting to get older than some of the people <laughs> working on things that I enjoy, which is yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it shows you it's never too late. It does. It does. What was it? it Alan, Al, was it? Alan Rickman was in his 40s right before he landed his first movie role. I mean. Ironically, was... he was also a graphic designer. Same? Gave up Same? graphic design, which is what I do. And he decided, I'm going to I'm gonna do this acting yeah. thing. See what happens. And boom. Same with Ernie Hudson was the Ernie same Hudson. way. He was like a. Uh, he, yeah, he was a guy working in plants, just, you know, like working it for, uh, you know, the, the nine to five kind of a guy. And then out of nowhere, one night he goes, you know what? I think I might try acting. And the next thing you know, he's made a career out of that for how long. Well, is that, so it is possible, oh, yeah. people. It's never too late. It was Steve Buscemi. <laughs> he was a firefighter. And then he decided to uh, uh, switch. Yeah. So. Never too late. And and mad props, uh, real, real quick, mad props to him, 9-11, nope, he went that's... into New York, and he went back to the fire company he worked with, and he was trying to do everything he could with the men. He did, he did uh, do fire, everything. The he, fire re- company. he rejoined up the company, and he helped yes, out yeah. during all that time. That, so. that when I found out that story, I, I, it's, I was like staggering yeah. listening to that, because I'm like, that is that's why it sticks in my mind to, these, to this day yes. that story sticks in my mind because i exactly. heard the same thing but uh so let's go Mad over props. let's uh let's switch over here all right guys so we're here <laughs> with kevin smith in studio how you doing today kevin <laughs> God, he, that, he looks pretty happy. wouldn't that be something <laughs> Ah, it would. Yeah, well, we could grill the heck out of him then if that was oh, the case. Oh, so he'd be like, "Can't say a word." He guys. would hang Sorry. up. He would block. He would unfriend. He'd be, he'd be gone. Uh, no, we're not yeah, actually here much. with Kevin, but we do have Kevin's video that he posted on Twitter. Uh, so take it away, Kevin. Hey kids, it's me, Kevin Smith, uh, and I got an announcement for you. Um, you know, I've been working for Mattel and Netflix making this Masters of the Universe Revelation series that's going to debut on the streamer. Um, when? I am happy, pleased, proud, <laughs> ecstatic, really, <laughs> to announce that, our that composer. Right we scored a composer, uh, and he's scoring for us, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. And that composer is none other than Metal Maestro himself, the great Bear McCreary, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, the man who gave us the score to The Walking Dead, Battlestar Galactica, remember those drums? Boom, 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 boom. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Outlander. He's doing the score for Masters of the Universe 
Revelation. He's working on it right now, and he just sent me the first cue, his pass, his first pass, the very first cue of our show, uh, which is the transformation sequence. When Prince Adam holds the power sword aloft and says the magic words and fabulous powers are revealed to him, um, and he becomes He-Man. So I'm going to listen to it. Let's listen to it together, man, at the same time. Uh, what you're going to hear right at the top of it before Bear's music kicks in is perhaps one of the most famous phrases in pop culture history uh, spoken by our Prince Adam he slash He-Man himself, uh, the great Christopher Woods. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Bear goes into the woods. Let's see what he comes out with. Let's check this out, man. <laughs> I like that. A bear goes into the woods. Let's see what he comes out by with. By the power of Grayskull. Oh, come on. Shut up, Kevin. We're trying to listen. I have the power! Oh, bear. Oh, bear. Bear, man. Look at it. Well, you can't see it, but listen to it. It is perfect. Perfect. This is the transformation sequence right here. This is where Cringer, uh, the sword is turned on Cringer and he becomes Battle Cat. Seriously, he cries over everything. Oh! Ladies and gentlemen, that, that's a first pass by a genius. I, like, I can't wait. By the power of Grayskull, man. That is fantastic. Bear McCreary is our composer, ladies and gentlemen. The show is called Masters of the Universe Revelation. It'll be out in 2021 on Netflix. All right, Kevin. Thank you I appreciate it. All right. So first off, I don't even know where I want to start. Uh, first off, um, I will say my initial reaction when I first heard it yesterday morning was underwhelmed. How about you, Sean? What was your first just gut instinct after hearing it yesterday morning? First instinct for me was this is different. And and honestly, that's how I felt when I first watched the uh, any of the episodes of uh, 2000X because you were indoctrinated in the 80s by filmation. Yes. So it really it it, it, it t I honestly listened to that thing I want to say between 10 to 15 yes. times now since yesterday um the first time, yeah, there, there's definitely some things like when I see the comments. Um, well, we'll get we'll get the comments. Let's let's do us first. Well, but all right, let's. Um, it, like the the like for starters, hearing Chris Woods by the power of Grayskull was kind of startling because, yes. you know, like Cam Cam Clark nailed that. In 2000X, I felt he did a really great job with that part yeah. of it versus the I have the power. 
And uh, obviously John Irwin set the bar, you know, there's no way around it. And it, it just, if, if it was done in context to see the actual scene, it might not have been as jarring, yes. I think. And I will, I will agree with you. And that's where I was going before we get into everything. Number one, I had listening to it over and over again. I had to separate Chris Wood from the music. And that's when I sure. started appreciating it. Cause that's the underwhelming part to me is Christopher Woods, especially the, by the power Grayskull, but the, I had the power too. I feel is weak as well. Number one, cause it sounds like the same voice. Let's, 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 let's talk about Christopher Wood for a minute. Then we'll get to bears work. It, his Adam and he man sound like the same voice right now. Um, so, number one, I'm hoping that that's something they're going to punch up. They're going to give him the echo, the reverb, you know, something. Because obviously he's not getting there on his own, judging from this. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, the by the power of Grayskull, I, I'm not sure if he's telling me he's transforming or if he's asking me if he can transform, you know. It was a very... By the power of Grayskull? Like, what are we doing here? Um, Do do you remember, uh, I want to say it was, was it last year or the year before that, when there was the leaked video of the cast doing the recording? Well, they, they, yeah, they, Mattel put it out there as part of their investor uh, report, yeah. That was last year. Mm-hmm. There, there is only one part of that video where it has Chris Wood in the recording studio, and in that moment where you hear him talking, which that for me was the voice I wanted to hear the most because I didn't know him from anybody right. to go, okay, who is the new He Man for me? And when he's talking in that little clip, there is this moment where I feel like it's it's like a back and forth between him and Tila. And he actually says, but who's going to bring the bring across the power of Grayskull? There's like some kind of a line along those lines where he says about bringing forth the power of Grayskull. So if the storyline – and this is me going way on like based on what little we know of anything. It's talking about Tila is supposed to be the one trying to help get the power sword so that Adam can be He-Man again or whatever – so I almost wonder if this moment in the story is going to be him wondering if he can do this anymore, whatever it was. Like if this is this is him, just I don't know if this is going to work, but I can try, and that's why he sounds the way he does. Now, granted, that's me throwing a whole bunch of yeah possibility into it, well, and, and so in that way, it's like yeah, it wasn't like when it, you know by the power of grit, where it's like. You know that it's it's very by the power of Grace Skull. You know, it, I agree with you. It does sound like a question, right. um, or at least an uncertainty, right. with his voice. And that also that okay. So Kevin says that this is the first cue of the series. Do you think he meant like it's just it's the first cue he's got? Like it's the first uh, score that Bears got him back to him, or do you think this means this is literally how the show's starting? Like we are, our for opening scene is going to be Adam transforming into He-Man. So, my personal opinion is, 
this is setting the tone of everything else that needs to come from it because that sequence is such an iconic moment for everyone who's known of He-Man for the last 40 years. Absolutely. And, you know, it's like the theme song of Filmation came from him doing that transformation because it's tied to that moment. And it's like you're in mid-transformation when that when the opening happens mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh cuz you know hey, man and it's already in the song the way it starts right. so it's like this is setting the stage for everything else that's going to be coming with this series mm-hmm. so in that way it's like i imagine this is one of those let's really hammer this thing out so that we get the feel we get the idea of what this flavor of music is going to be and if this is set then everything else kind of works out from it like a spoke right you know or you you bring up a good point there maybe maybe it's gonna have an old-fashioned intro where you know i am adam prince of eternia and this is like you said this is all gonna be that i didn't even think about that till you started talking there maybe well they're going retro on the opening I I would say that is a possibility, but I read somewhere and and a grain, again grain of salt because we don't have any confirmations right. on anything other than what we got yesterday and the cast list mm-hmm. and that poster. Right. Uh, and apparently, it's coming out this year at some point. Those are pretty much all that we have going for us. But there was something I read recently where, and I want to say it was Kevin Smith that said this uh, in an interview. Yeah, he says a lot. The guy. Well, yes, and some of it now he's not able to say. I think Mattel is now like putting on the uh, the mute button at times. Um, but they did say that the actor who's playing Man at Arms is actually the one who starts the series, and he's giving the the audience the basic mythology leading up to the point where the story is supposed to begin. Hmm. So I don't know if that is how they're opening each episode or if that's the beginning of the first episode where he's getting to tell the mythology. I missed that one, but just from what you're saying, I would guess that that's more like a prologue kind of a, kind of like sorceress in the, uh, the greatest adventures of all, you know, it's, you got the episode intro, but then yeah, it's probably man at arms. Like, okay, Kids, here's what happened, um, just from the way you de- mm-hmm. describe it there. Um, but yeah, and I know it's funny, too, because I've been thinking about 2000X. I've been thinking about Mike Young a lot since this came out, because, again, that was same thing. When I first saw that, that was underwhelming to me. But I think Cam Clark got a lot closer than I'm hearing from Chris Wood right now. Um so that's that's the worrisome part. And I've I put my hesitations out there about Chris being able to handle He-Man and ah, this didn't do anything to sway those fears. See, I okay, um I I've actually leading up to this I was <laughs> listening to um Kevin Smith talking about actually Man of Steel. The other week, he had okay. a two hour long talk between him 
and a buddy of his talking his about fa- what they did and did not like. Was this Batman movie. Beyond or something else? It was it was Ho- Hollywood Babylon. I want to okay. say him, and okay. uh, I, I, and I'm really really hating that I cannot remember his name for the life of me. But I love him because of how much he hates Man of Steel. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Kevin loved it. It was the greatest thing ever. It made him cry, right? Well, he he actually stuck up for Man of Steel way more, and I I, I was just like, okay, it is what it is. But um. The one thing that he said about he was talking about Batman Begins in his initial reaction because he's a huge Batman fan, and he didn't have much to say other than it's so earnest. The movie is so earnest, and all this stuff they do, it's just this is not the Tim Burton Batman and whatever. And I felt like hearing Chris Wood, I felt the same exact thing. Like it feels earnest. This feels. Like uh, like uh, 2000X, they did do that nod. The uh, the opening was a nod at filmation, and they had that kind of hey, it's you know, I am Adam, Prince of Attorney, and then all of a sudden all hell breaks loose and things are blowing up around him. You know, it's like okay, this isn't your daddy's He Man, this is new He Man, right. and all this stuff. And you know, it's like that's that's all well and good, but there's like this earnesty that he brought to it that kind of shocked me, where I'm like. This feels like he's really taking this character a little more seriously than I would have given anybody credit for, including John Irwin, Cam Clark, in certain ways. Um, and and granted, that's all that we have for the guy. I'm not going to go and judge it based on that and say this is going to work for me. But uh, I'm actually real quick. Ralph Garman surprised though. Ralph Garman. Ralph Garman is the thank co-host. You, thank you. Yes, and he was the one that was really giving it to me to steal it. I was just sitting there with a smile on my face. Um, but yeah, I honestly felt like he he was he. It might not have worked for everybody, but I liked the fact that it felt genuine and maybe yes, it, there's there's elements to the I have the power moment that it might not work for everybody, but I got to admit that I have the power bit was. Better than Cam Clark for me. Really? Hmm. I I still, I have the hardest time liking his I Have the Power because I can just hear, I, let's get ready to rumble. This one is closer to me for John Irwin where when he, I have, and then when he hits the power, it just was like, whoa. Like when, he hit, when the power hit, I honestly... In my head, I I was like, okay, if I was animating that based on how that sounded, what I would have done, and this is just me, is I would have had Adam with the sword, and then all of a sudden, just this burst of energy just envelop him, almost Mm -hmm. like filmation, but you would have it be like the energy is rippling, and you would see like his clothes are moving, and it's just like this almost like this waterfall, but backwards mm-hmm. coming up through the ground, sure. ripping through him. And you're just seeing this boom, you know? And when he yells power, I'm like, I'm digging that way more than Cam Clark ever did. Mm. Um, so it makes me curious to see the visuals now of what oh, they're going to do with this, because that is going to also be, it's like hand in hand the, this moment on top of the visuals. Um, now, but here, here's go for it. Okay, sorry. Um, and I will throw that in there. I need effects. I need, I need thunder. I need lightning. I need a whoosh. 
Um, I w- and I threw that out to a couple people I was talking to. I need effects. There's got to be something else going on here. It cannot just be his voice and the music. You know what I mean? I mean, there's got to be a boom. Um, and maybe that's what I need. I definitely need visuals. I will agree with you on that. I am not... I cannot say that uh, I'm panning Chris Wood and he's going to he's gonna suck uh, without actually seeing it. Because that's all tied in. Um, it's that old... Yeah. It's the old meme. It's like, you know, they say pictures don't have words. And they show a picture of He-Man mid-transformation sequence. Sure. I mean, words... Do, pictures don't have sounds. You know? And you can hear it yeah. in your head when you see that. Um, so I'm hoping they add some good effects in there. Uh, some tiger roars, you know, something. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I will have to agree on, to disagree on this one because I'm underwhelmed from what I heard from Chris Wood. Now, uh, once, uh, once I split that out and I just focused on the music, I think offhand, mm-hmm. I think... Uh, I I put the music by itself above 2000X right now. I mean, again, I got to see everything, but going, and I can remember my knee-jerk reaction. I did not care for all the, the drums and everything from 2000X right when they came out. I thought it felt very Hercules and Xena, who I forget the guy's mm-hmm. name, but he did do the composing for that as well. Um, uh... And it grew, but it grew on me with 2000X. Whereas this one, the, the more I could focus on just the music, I actually really liked it. It sounds really heroic. Mm-hmm. It's got some beats in it. I'm hoping they take a cue from filmation and, like I said, kind of, uh, you mentioned it too, kind of vary it, like have it build up a little bit more. But from what I'm understanding, mm-hmm. this is literally just like Bear scored this, sent it to him, and Kevin overlaid uh, Wood's dialogue on it. So again, I don't think yeah. it's exactly how we're going to hear it in the show. I think there's going to be a little more hills and valleys. It will peak, you know. It'll it'll roll up rather than this just felt yeah. like he just played a snippet of it, you know. Yeah, and and that was the thing. Listening and and it's like you're getting a play by play with Kevin while you watch right. this. Yeah. So for me, I think. I'm even one of those people going, okay, how big is this sequence going to be? Because we have the sequence start off and granted, you know, we, we have been accustomed to you hear, you get that pose. Yeah. In you filmation, and you, and you know, and you know, yeah. he's going to reach for that sword the minute that right. kicks in. And as a kid, yeah, it got your blood pumping. You're like, yeah, something great's about to happen. But in this one, it's almost like it reminds me of like the I am Adam, Prince of Attorney in 2000 right. X almost where it's like the by the power of Skull, yeah. and, and then all of a sudden that's when all the enemies come in and the music goes crazy. And that's when you have your I have the power. And then literally a minute later is when Kevin is going and this is where he points the sword and hits Cringer with the power. And now Cringer is becoming Battle Cat. I'm like. How long is this sequence gonna be? Like, obviously, it won't be every episode. I don't think not to that extent. Shira didn't even do that on the Netflix <sighs> series, but it's like, okay, is this gonna be like? Are we gonna be seeing like crazy angles? Is the camera gonna be swishing around him like in two thousand X? Is this gonna be he's standing in one pose and we just get to see the sword aloft and all hell's breaking loose around him while he's becoming He Man? 
I mean, even 2000X, they did the crazy, you know, the, the zoom around him and stuff. And then you got to see bits of him peeling away to have the, the He-Man armor come in and all that. And it's like, what are we going to get with this? Because if it's like a minute into the transformation and Battle Cat's finally coming around, yeah, that is interesting from like a, what is he seeing that we can't? And, it, it, you know, like he's getting all, you know, like excited and you can see the tears it's- welling up. But, you, yeah. Do you think he was actually seeing animation there? Or do you think he was just saying, like, in his mind, like, I can't wait for you to see it? I honestly think he was syncing it up to the scene. Because here's the reason why I think he did is because the look on his face showed he's getting to see the full impact of what we want to see right mm-hmm. now. And here's the thing. Like, I know I know Kevin Smith is basically the guy who cries at everything. Right. But here's 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 one thing I will say about this moment. And I uh, like when when I saw Endgame, Mm -hmm. for instance, and I was talking to my kids about this, trying to explain to them what I got to see, because they were curious. Oh, you got to go to see the movie. What happened? And the minute I got to the point where I'm like, and then Captain America standing there and all it's him and all of Thanos's army is coming for him. Mm -hmm. And Cap's the only guy holding the line. And then you hear on your left and suddenly the portals start opening and I was doing the whole play by play of that. And by the time that I said, and then Spider-Man comes in and, and my chin starts shaking. Yeah. I go, wait a minute. I, I, you know, like, and, and for, for a fan, it's one thing for somebody doing the actual job mm-hmm. of creating something from scratch and going, here is this new take, or here is this new, I'd be misty eyed myself going, we've went through two years of development on this to finally get to this point where this is the iconic moment that yeah. the fans are going to be judging this by, and I'm getting to see it played out. I, I'm I'm looking forward to getting at least chills, yeah, or, or at least goosebumps with that moment, you know. And and I'm hoping that it does deliver. But I, for be, me being who I am, I'm looking at it going, dude. I'll give it to you on this one because if I worked my butt off to get this thing done, including through a pandemic, right, and still trying to deliver this to the fans. You can you can have that misty eyed moment because I would be right there with you if I was working with you yeah. on it and getting to see it play out the way it's meant to be, you know. And the thing with Kevin Smith, yeah, I I know I I give him crud all the time because he does cry at everything, but I I yes. still honestly believe that he is genuine about it. I think he yeah. really is one of these guys who can just find the good in everything. That he can mm-hmm. look past his... I wish I was more like that sometimes, honestly. Because there are some things that I'm like, I want to like, but I just I just can't. You know, I just... My mind doesn't get me there. But I think his, especially since his heart attack, everything... He's like, I just want to see the joy. And he finds it. Yeah. And yes. Do, yeah. But does it put blinders on him? Absolutely it does. I've heard some things mm-hmm. that he's talked about, controversial things, whatever, that he is just like, yes, he puts there are times he puts blinders on to the negative. Um, Sure. And especially with him being involved in this, I take him with a grain of salt. And that's not, that's nothing against him. That's nothing. But, um, and I, I'm, I'm legitimately curious whether he actually saw something there. I want to say yes as well, that he was actually watching the animation. But at the same time, I'm with you. It's like, that's a long transformation. 
if he's, it's like, like you said, I'd, mm-hmm. and I'd have to go back in time, but it felt like it was like a minute between him, his By the Power of Grayskull, and Cringer transforming. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't know. But we need to see more. We need to see some designs. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for, animation, he said the first episode is fully animated. Why yeah, haven't lot, we seen yeah. the designs yet? It's not like you're going to change them. All it's going to do is help your Publicity. Good sure. or bad. There, there's no bad publicity, right? Speaking of... Not usually, because it's just going to spread it out there even more. If you hate it, it's still going to be out there. and People are going to want to know, well, why do they hate and this? You know? Yeah. Exactly. Nice segue. Yeah. So what have you seen around the internet since this has uh, come into light? <laughs> uh, well, um... I, I'm not going to name names no. because I'm not that guy, but I, I really well, enjoyed how I. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say. What? Go. But percentage, how you feel, positive, negative. Um, I, I'd i say 75 to 80% positive for me. Okay. I, after, especially after listening to it multiple times, because the hardest Okay, let's let's do this. The hardest thing about this this fandom, yes, for me is always going to be everything is set in stone and or in amber, and we're always going to go back to what we love the most from childhood, and we're always going to go to those happy places, and it's always going to be about, well, this is what I loved as a kid. It has to be what I loved when I was a kid, and my biggest frustration hearing that every time is so you don't want to grow. You yeah. can't be four years old for 90 years. You can't do it. It's impossible. And in order for anything to be viable, it has to grow right. and change as much as you do because you as a person wouldn't be who you are today if you didn't change, if you didn't grow, if you didn't adapt. Yes. And I I can't take the negativity of the people who are just like, no, this isn't my He-Man. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, your He-Man, my He-Man wasn't even my my He-Man in filmation because I wanted the other version of He-Man. So, you know, you're talking to somebody who's sitting there going, well, your version of He-Man isn't my version of He-Man, but I'm not sitting here and talking crack about what you like, right. you know? Like, it, it's, it's all this melting pot mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to Masters in a way. And... So I, I saw, I saw, I'd say probably half and half yesterday of there are people who are really excited about it and they thought it was a really good uh, theme or at least a good, good, uh, the direction is going in a good direction at least. And there's other people who said it felt like it was a stock, um, a stock uh, score. Yeah, like they they pulled it off a royalty free Royalty free score, yeah. Now and I was gonna say that's the percentage I was gonna go with was fifty fifty. Um yeah. I thought maybe you just hung out in a lot more positive groups than I did. Um but yeah, I felt it was about it's about split down the middle. Um but I also mm-hmm. feel they kind of brought this on themselves because what and I've said it before, we've talked about it, we talked about it in the cast list episode. When you come out saying this is going to feel like the next episode of Filmation. You are putting it in people's heads that this is going to be the next episode of Filmation. And we yes. all knew it couldn't be. 
Just yeah. legal rights alone, it can't be. Like, they can't just go and rip Saban's score and use it again. They can't, yeah. they, you know, yes, they could go through Universal and probably Saban as well. He might even own, I don't know all the legal things. Yes, they could go out, spend a ton of money, get a bunch of people on board, and use it. Sure. That's not going to happen, guys. For no. better or for worse, that's not going to happen. No company is going to sink this much money into a score. All the licensing, everything else, and then Universal's got to sign off on the finished product and blah, 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 blah. And I said from the beginning, they're only hurting themselves by putting out comments like that. And I think mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things that I saw yesterday is, well, they said I was getting Filmation Part 2, and this is not Filmation Part uh-huh. 2. I think that was probably yeah. the biggest... Yes, I saw a couple other things here there. People thought it felt a little generic. Yeah, maybe it does right now, but again, Mike Young Productions, that's basically the same thing people said when that score came out. Oh, it just sounds like generic music. It could have been used for anything, but with the visuals, with the voice acting, with everything else, it it became its interpretation, and now, to this day, we celebrate that interpretation, so... Exactly. And it's it's the whole, you know, anything new mm-hmm. automatically makes you question it, right. you know, in this fandom in particular, because we're, we are out of out of any fandom. I'd say Thundercats is probably the worst off again. But, I mean, right. they had Thundercats freaking roar of all things recently. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. like like in this case, we don't get a huge amount of love for, you know, like we're, we're still in a movie right. year and all that stuff. And here we are, we finally have not one, but two series de- debuting on Netflix. And what was the last time we got to see He-Man 2002, you know, I mean, and that, that's a whole nother generation who mm-hmm. grew up mm-hmm. since the last time we got to see our favorite blonde haired muscle bound yep. barbarian warrior, you know, on the, on our, on any screen. So, you know, I, and I tell you what, if is, you're, like, if not to cut you off, Sean, but if you are a viewer who your first introduction to He-Man was through Mike Young Productions, reach out to us. I would love to talk to you. I've been searching for a while now, you know, and I'm curious if there are any kids that saw it on Cartoon Network and they have followed through it to this day. Um, that would be really yeah. interesting to find out. Sorry, go ahead. I agree. No, I, I agree completely because that that would color it in a way where I'd be like, so what grabbed you? I, I would really that, love to talk to somebody like that. That would be neat, wouldn't it? it? It's like it, what's what's funny is that if we had that person, we have the generational version because I started it before Filmation even began. Right. You were into was it when Filmation, Filmation was already full force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then this person could be there when my yeah. favorite era of it hit and I'm the one going, I don't like it. I, and it took me like three years to actually accept this as being a really freaking great show, but I had to get over my own self and I would be, to get to the point of going, huh? I would be curious <laughs> if there is a fan who got into it in my own productions, if they like went back and checked out filmation and did, were like, Oh man, the, why'd they do this? Why isn't, you know, mm-hmm. Fisto man at arms brother, you know, stuff like, I wonder, I wonder mm-hmm. if it works the reverse way where all that stuff that we were yeah. kind of like, Oh, why'd they change that? If someone who started with 2000X went back and they were like, oh, why didn't they have it this way? 
You know, that, mm-hmm. that'd be curious to see. Because even, like I said, even my own kids, like, I've introduced them to Filmation first. So, I, I, mm-hmm. it'd be neat to find someone who was just a kid, not necessarily even a kid of a collector, that discovered this and followed it, you know, so. Sure, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I took you <laughs> on track now, didn't I? No, um, uh, I don't know. I I agree completely, though, that the idea of, okay, let's say this is the next episode of Filmation. And I, I think you're in a room with a ton of people who love He-Man at PowerCon when this is being announced. Filmation is the Bible to these people. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I would have to say it's, it's like a given. These people have a, a reverence to that material. Right. So if you're Kevin Smith and you're kind of on, on, in uncharted land – with him being a huge Batman and superhero fan over He-Man, you're going to say the things that are going to make that crowd not discount you or not laugh you out of the hall, you know? And, and so in that way, I don't blame him for how he did that, but in certain ways, it's like, you realize you might not pay this off the way that you intended it when you say this, you know? So, and I feel like, in the aftermath of that, number one, he had to take back it was 2020 when it came out because he said it would be 2020. And then he said after that ended, they're like, it's 2021. And he's like, are you kidding me? And they're like, it takes a while for animation. We can't just say right. it's going to come out next year. It's not going to work. So even he said things where it's like, OK, that wasn't on script, Kevin. We need you to get back on script. To, this is how it's handled or whatever. Oh, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> oh, I wonder I if that picked up. Was. Uh, I was trying, <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> I know I was trying to find something, but I couldn't. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I'm ready for visuals. Let me. I, yeah. I think I think that I think that's the the end all be all of it. Um, give us some designs. Um, and and I think that will be the biggest thing. And I, I don't understand why. I keep saying it, but I don't understand why. When re- I mean, at most, we are 10 months out from Premiere. Because they, they are sticking hard to that 2021 release date. And I can't imagine they release it in December. But they might. But th- that at most, that's 10 months out. And you're telling me there is yeah. nothing we can show. I call baloney. Hmm. So. You usually do, though. That's that's you. I do. I know I'm, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm not saying that you're wrong. But I, I'm. I don't know. I I'm the one at this point. I'm the one just laughing every time I see anybody posting about it, and I'm just like, watch. It won't even show up this year, and then the fandom will probably hate it because it's not what we brought. You know, you're 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 damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. Being a creator for this brand right now, because you got a bunch of forty, you know, thirty to forty year old men, right. and and women too. I'm not going to discount the women, and even older than that, who are like, well, this is what we want, and it's like, well, we got to bring in a new generation, but this is what we want. We expect this, and no, I I don't envy Kevin Smith no. or anybody working on this yeah. in that way because they're gonna they're gonna be inundated with that, and it's like. This should be its own thing. 
Right. You had filmation. It's it's the whole thing of the Ghostbusters movie when the woman <laughs> one came out. And it's like it isn't taking away what you loved about this from your childhood. It's just this is a different thing. Is it but, good? No, nah, not so well, much. That's what I've heard. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? This is another option right. that, that they they decided in a corporate way. Let's do well, this or whatever. And hate it because it's not good. Don't hate it because it's different. That's that's yeah, the best takeaway from it. That's. That is my my biggest gripe about hearing mm-hmm. a lot of the negative yesterday. It's like you don't understand what this scene is. Nope. You don't have the visuals to go nope. with. We don't have any any sound effects other than here's him saying by the power of Grey Skull and the music kicking. Right. And and all of a sudden it's like oh this sucks this this should be this. And everybody has a headcanon nowadays. Oh, I, everybody has to. their own version I mean, of the theme, you know. Well, we went over it's, that la- last episode at the end there. Yeah. What is canon? Well, everything and nothing, and that's one of the biggest yeah. problems. Is you have to have your own headcanon sure. because there isn't necessarily one that encapsulates uh, everything that you want, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I will say, just the again, the music alone. I'm excited to hear the rest of the score. I think there could be some awesome, awesome yeah. battle sequences. I think that it is a very heroic if it's played right and and you know edited right. It might get my blood pumping. It isn't yet, but again, this this yeah. obviously is not the final transformation sequence. There's no way it's just kind sure. of peters along like that. Doesn't you know nothing else with it. So. I'm I'm reserving my yeah, judgment till then. I I was like listening to it as many times as I did, knowing we were going to talk about. it. I'm like, okay. I kept going. This does remind me of something. Okay. And I kept I I, I went to okay. What what is this reminding me of? And then I figured it out this morning. Okay. Well, we can. Um. So one of the things that it reminds me of is a movie we're going to talk about on Patreon, actually, at some point. It reminds me slightly of the original Conan the Barbarian theme song from the movie. There's because they had and it has that like the driving beat to it. I've never seen I've never seen it. So I have no idea what Sean's talking about right now. Anybody in the, in the audience who's seen Conan or Conan the Destroyer with the Basil, I, I can't remember. Um, it, it starts with a P, and I hate that. I, I had it earlier, and now I can't remember it. But that theme always made me feel like this is upgrading what He-Man is doing it, when I was a kid. Because like uh, when, when, when I watched the show as a kid – that was a very much like a superhero theme for He-Man. Ooh. But then when I heard Conan, I'm like, oh, this is the chest on the, you know, the, the hair on the chest. And, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go and get drunk and start a bar fight kind of a theme song. You know, so it has a little bit of that. And the other theme that it felt like it interwove was the original Iron Man theme song when he was putting the armor on for the first time. Ooh, I haven't watched that. Because it has like a driving kind of a rhythm yeah. to it. And it has... Um, it, and like, even the way that it, it, it hits certain beats, it reminded me of what, uh, Bear McCreary did here. But I, I think I, if I had to like say, okay, uh, am I like a 10 out of 10 on what I heard or, a you know, one out of 10, I think I would say I'm an eight out of 10 on it for right now, because it does feel different. It yeah. feels heavier than what we're I th- used to. I think, I think, oh, sorry. 
Go ahead. Uh, I just guess I think you hit the nail on the head. It it it's got a driving force, a heroic mm-hmm. driving force, and I think that's mm-hmm. going to come across uh, very nicely. Um, I'm going to split it because I'm a jerk like that. You're going to do it. I'm Chris Wood. I'm giving a two out of ten, and Bear McCreary. I'm giving you a seven out of ten. So. Nah, that's um, all right. Seven out of ten is not bad. And if you notice, if you you know minus the two, the two down, it gives you a five. So yeah, all together, five, all together, yeah. I'm right in the middle. <laughs> um, but that's like yeah, I said, I yeah. think that's more. Uh, I'm more worried about Chris Wood right now than I am about Bear. I think he's got some good stuff cooked up. So I can't wait to. Hear I, I think <clears throat> from from Bear, the one thing that I I kind of want the more I've listened to it though, is there is this propelling percussiveness and the rhythm of it and a staccato to it that, that I'm, I, I I actually enjoy for He-Man that we haven't gotten Mm -hmm. very much, but I also feel like there has to be a certain melody going through it that he didn't put in there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, like like I like we, we had in the original do, 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 do. And you, you just have that like, there's that going through the song, you know, and I feel like it is missing a little something there. And I don't know if that's going to be addressed or if it's just going to be a percussive kind of a driving yeah. rhythm or not, which if it goes there and I hear more of it and it actually fits in with the visuals. Awesome. Right. Uh, I, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to say it sucks, like, yeah. but I feel like there is like a heart to it that I'm kind of waiting to hear that it isn't there, but maybe it'll be a quieter little melody playing at certain points that isn't in that moment. You know, I don't know. And I, I will, Filmation had it changing up a bunch. I will throw it out there. Uh, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but Kevin did say, every time he talked about it, he did say, this is Bear's first pass. He said it multiple sure. times on there. So again, I think there probably will be some notes, a little addressing, like I said, even if it's just kind of like getting it to crescendo, I think would take it a long ways. Like you're actually, you know, yep, it's got that driving force, but it needs to build and swell and then Kevin's tears and then boom, you know, so. <laughs> the song was written on the cloth that Kevin cried. <laughs> this is, this is merely a tribute. No, that's something else. Uh, <laughs> all right oh, so yeah guys uh, i'm gonna uh, well you saw it in our video here but if you want to check it if you're especially if you're listening on the audio and you want to watch kevin cry i'm gonna drop a link down to the twitter posts that he put it up on um and uh you, any final thoughts or, or are we good I, I going to Kevin again. One more time. <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't think I'm ever going to look at him and say he is the reason this either succeeds or fails. I, I, I always feel like from what I heard, he's the figurehead. He's the one that they said, if we get this guy to at least work with yeah. us on this, it's got viability. And in that way, I, I do look at it as a, you might not completely know what I love about this, but I, I'm not feeling like you're doing something wrong either. Mm-hmm. Like you're not making me get even more sacred about what I'm liking. I feel like it, he's trying. Mm-hmm. And in this day and age with not having a lot of entertainment other than a few comic series here and there in the last 10 years, it's nice to go, somebody's trying to do this. Right. And they're trying to make it fan 
a fan thing, but also integrate other people mm-hmm. who might, you know, think this is cool. So I don't know. I'm maybe I'm being too easy on it, but <laughs> I I I feel like some of the negativity I, I read yesterday just made me go like, why am I in your group? Why do I have to read this stuff? Because it's kind of nice just to go, hey, this is something new for it. Like you know, and I that's just me. I will I will say I think I understand it. Was, it was that uh, Kevin Smith was obviously stunt casting. He doesn't have a tie to He Man. Anything else? It exactly. was and the and they said they didn't think he, they would actually get him. They're just like, hey, yeah. let's throw it out there, and then he agreed. And they're like, really? And of course they're going to yeah. roll with it. And I will say, having the name Kevin Smith attached to this project absolutely gives it a better chance at succeeding. Because there are people yeah. who are tweeting, retweeting, following this. Who haven't thought about He Man in thirty years, if at all? And exactly, but because it's Kevin Smith, that brings it into a whole new level, and I am absolutely for that. Yeah. If it helps it, I think it stands a greater chance of succeeding with Kevin at the helm than without. Sure. So, yeah. Um, and, and you know, there were people that didn't know PowerCon before that year, right? And now all of a sudden, PowerCon's on the map because I, Kevin Smith showed up and he was talking shop about this new show. And if they so, can yeah. roll out PowerCon next year with Kevin Smith as an announced guest instead of a last-minute guest, just imagine what that could do for that convention. And again, it's just helping the brain. So, sure. Um, yeah, so I think that's about all we got here today. Um, we just want to pop on, discuss that with you guys real quick. Um, I am boxing up today and hopefully shipping out between today and tomorrow. Uh, almost all the prizes from our uh, anniversary giveaway last episode. Uh, Sean, not you, Sean, other Sean, winner Sean <laughs> with the Superman S. I have not received your info. I'm going to go ahead and drop our email down below in the description again. Shoot me your address so I can get your prize out to you. Uh, I think everybody else I've heard from, or, but if I missed you from last time, go ahead, find us on Facebook. I'll drop that down here below. Find us on Instagram. I'll dro- start dropping that. Um, and I'm going to leave that email down there, too, because as it came to my attention last time, we have some viewers that aren't necessarily on social media. So, guys, um, if you want to use that email to send us uh, feedback, comments, questions for us to discuss on the show, yeah. have at it. It's a log pod. 85 at gmail.com and uh, yeah just don't sign us up for too many of those uh risque email mailing ones <laughs> couple might be I'll fine those. that's okay but not, if you want to sign us up for a bunch of those i'll give you sean's email so they can go directly yeah through. yeah send them to me i'll i'll, I'll weed through them reluctantly reluctantly um, <laughs> um, so yeah so follow us on facebook instagram email us if you're not in any of those um, like, share, subscribe, ring that bell, because we're going to go live every once in a while, and you could get some fabulous prizes out of it. Um, you, go. you got anything, Shawnee? Uh, no, I, I, I just want to say it was really cool that we have people that we didn't even meet yet watching this yes. on YouTube. So welcome aboard to everybody. If you have not let us know who you are already, mm-hmm. welcome. Yep. That's awesome. Hey, drop us a comment. So. Always happy to meet new He-Man fans. Exactly. All right, guys. Until next time. Until next time. Oh, bear. Oh, bear. Bear, man. Do it. It is perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
This is the transformation sequence right here. This is where Cringer, uh, the sword is turned on Cringer and he becomes Battle Cat. Oh! 